Um, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday Talks. Today we are live with an amazing soul called Titiana. Uh, and Titiana is, has joined us here right now already. So, Titiana, uh, the ball's in your court. Let us know who you are, what you do, and why do you do it? All right. Um, thanks so much for having me. And sorry for the, all the strange uh, Instagram uh, attempts and technical difficulties. So I am a trauma-integrative hypnotherapy specialist and coach. And uh, I began my journey because I had a huge transformation using um, hypnotherapy for my health. Literally, it had such a huge like difference and impact uh, for a medical injury that I had after a surgery for my developing cancer. Um, and I've tried everything I've possibly, you know, I've, I, I ever came across. Nothing worked. And so, of course, when I had that transformation, because one of the special features that hypnosis has, uh, despite like more of a classical standard approach to looking at it as a suggestive, uh, like a, a way to suggest new positive thoughts and change that mindset on the subconscious level, right? Um, another unknown thing about hypnosis is that it rewires neurological pathways. And that's what happened for me, for my health. And of course, I wanted to share it with everybody, that huge transformation I had. I wanted to share it with the world for specific surgical things. So my, my journey with hypnotherapy started from the body. And it's interesting that it would come full circle. And I would love to share about it because I'm not a mind-based hypnotherapy specialist and that's something that's unusual not many people know about it because mostly again we look at first of all hypnotherapy has the stigma attached to it that it's mind control um, if it was i would be a billionaire and so would every possible <laughs> hypnotherapist in the world right and so um and, and another thing is that it's more about mind and suggestions and the that changing of the beliefs and thoughts but it's so, so much more. I actually think that the bigger picture of it is even bigger. But going back to the body, after I had that transformation, I wanted to scream from the rooftops and work with women and work with anybody and um, do this work. And I started, I started my business and all my blocks, internal blocks started coming up and fears and all those negative beliefs. But my biggest one was fear of camera and all sorts of poss like possible ways of um, being visible, being seen and being known for my work. Because uh, fear of visibility is so much more than just public speaking and fear of camera. It's also all networking, um, stepping into our leadership, right? Uh, all sorts of marketing. People with fear of visibility, especially as women, we would hate sales. And we will think it's about sales, but it's really not always or mostly not. It's that visibility because if we sell, we are self-promoting. So all sorts of self-promotion. Needless to say, I was not reaching many people. I had some clients at the time and I had huge transformations with them, but I could not overcome my own fear. I was living in a basement apartment in winter with one tiny window. I've tried all possible mindset coaches. I went from coach to coach to coach. I tried to compensate with strategy. Because what are entrepreneurs told? That we have to focus on strategy. But unfortunately, when the root cause is much deeper, strategy is not going to work. And so I got into about $15,000 in debt. Living in that apartment, 
with my neighbors and their dog barking 24 seven, all their noise. I was going insane from the noise because I'm very sensitive to noise. And I knew I had to do something else. I couldn't live like this anymore. I basically uh, either had to go back to my job. I used to work with special needs, special needs children for over 10 years and give up on all my dreams and that bigger purpose and that bigger vision to make a difference in people's lives or realize that I'm missing a big puzzle and then keep looking for the puzzle, but stop doing what I was doing and doing, do something different. And this is, and if you hear my cat, I apologize. <laughs> so this is when I realized after yet another new attempt with the new practitioner to fix my supposedly broken beliefs about visibility and being seen and being known, I, I gave up and I said, this is not, I, I'm missing something. I'm, I'm doing something that's not working. Why? And I had this aha moment. I had this breakthrough. The first breakthrough is that it wasn't my brain or my mind or my subconscious that, was, that were blocking me. It was my body and the fear, that animal fear. I would literally have my vocal cords closed, panic attacks, state of fear. Obviously, I resisted it and I didn't want to be and I constantly lived in that state of shock and resisting to even try to even doing some promotion and, you know, selling or videos. I couldn't be on live. I couldn't reach out to people. And I realized it was the trauma I went through in my family and childhood and so much more. And the, the trauma that I ran away uh, to America at age 19. So when I ran away at age 19 with $350 in my pocket to New York out of all places, I thought that I could just run away and start life from scratch. So I took all that trauma with me and it lived in my body. And this is how my journey, long journey after that, um, how it started. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Such an amazing, amazing journey. Uh, it's, and, you know, uh, the ending, obviously, uh, is un unbelievable that you just, you know, up and left with only $350 to New York out of all places as well. You know, the busiest, busiest place uh, and everything is so expensive as well when, when you're there living. Living standard wise, not last long. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> and and so and 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 you touched upon so many things, which were you know giving me that moments of uh, you know oh yeah when, when the, the root causes uh, a lot of people um, that imposter syndrome that comes along when it comes to doing certain things. Uh, you know, um, sales uh, doesn't come naturally to everybody. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's just because we are thinking about it as well. That's how I sometimes think uh, uh, is to uh, when you think of certain things, because naturally we are selling every day without us knowing we are selling every day. You know, you're having a conversation with someone who you just met. You've already started selling. Uh, you just don't know it, but you're already telling them what you do. You know, a bit of your successes, a bit of your what you're going to be doing. So you're selling your persona, yourself, your future to, you know, to, for them to understand. But because there is now there's no attachment in that conversation of that you are actually trying to sell, that's not there. So the body doesn't realize and it doesn't close up. But as soon as you realize, oh, this is now I need to sell to gain something, it closes up. Um, there was an experiment done. It's been like, 
Netflix, if suddenly says that, oh, if you now started referring some of your friends to us, we're going to give you some money. The, the, the rate of people introducing the movies will drop. At the moment, we just tell each other, oh, look, that's a new movie on Netflix. Go there, go there, the, without knowing. But Netflix keeps getting those views, keeps getting new customers just because of that, because we are unknowingly selling, right? Uh, and it's very interesting to obviously find out. So how did you, you know, overcome all that? Uh, and obviously, it's, it's that you found out that it was deep-rooted. It's not um, to do with what you thought it was, you know, and and also I something I, this is the first time I've learned now that uh, hypnosis side of things is just not to do with only mindset because every time yeah you hear that you're thinking yeah it's to do with mindset yeah so it'd be great if you yeah if you if you are able to expand on a little bit more uh, and yeah let us know then how that journey was when you first came across that okay this is what I need to do and then you set about it so I want to to just reflect a little bit and thank you so much for the amazing comments and reflections but i would like to uh, comment that i was so driven by that purpose and i was I, I don't know i was my biggest motivation was not to sell me i wanted to really even make a difference so you would think it should be less so for a lot of people maybe correct me if i'm wrong but maybe for males it's different and from all my experience, because most of my clients are female, I would say that it is. That for us, the state of unsafety and vulner vulnerability and lack of security and the traumas that we have gone through, uh, including transgenerationally, lineage, right? Passed down. All of it accumulated through the genes. And my cats are fighting. <laughs> so through the genes through all of the, um, uh, all the experiences socially, gender, all the conditioning, it's, it pictures a very different, socially, right? A very different situation for us as women and all the childhood and other type of traumas. But first of all, I wasn't even trying to sell. I was really trying to attract people to share my gift and I realized, oh my God, this is like amazing. So, for me, it didn't make a difference whether I was trying to just talk about it. Literally, I couldn't record myself on camera just to practice. So this is how we know. We know that there are disproportionate how we find out that it's bigger than mindset. And I know I just made a question that you didn't ask, but it's important for your listeners, for your audience, that maybe if you if we know that we've tried everything, um, it's still there, the practice that the coach has told us, just practice and it's going to get better. That didn't work out for me. And for a lot of my clients, it doesn't. And then also, if we as entrepreneurs invest in so many strategies and learning business and marketing strategies, but we are still not reaching the people we want and making that the, the income we want, that means there are bigger, deep, deeper root causes. So this is how we know that it's no longer about surface uh, surface uh, level, and it's something that's more traumatic, even bigger than uh, negative conditioning, let's say in our early years, because of course conditioning, it, it, we are all the product of it. So when I realized, okay, this is so dramatic, I would never move on from it if I don't resolve it, and I was a woman on a mission to basically re to understand how this mechanism functions. So I started learning epigenetics. 
I started learning about trauma. I studied trauma internationally and I realized everything that I was developing to this moment, I started developing a process of how to work with that body memory to release it. But most importantly, because it's the neurological, neurochemical pathways that we run in the body that become hardwired since that event, the shock, the trauma, um, and trauma is not an event. It's actually the modern outlook on trauma is an experience in our nervous system. So anything can be trauma. It's not a war. It's not an attack. It can be literally the experience of the felt experience in the body. So think about it from the perspective of bullying, lack of support and nurture from parents, mm, trying to be when we are molded into something we are not psychologically, that's trauma. Or lack of boundaries, even and structure for the child, all of it. So well, needless to say that we kind of all, if we are human, uh, carry some level of it. And usually we don't understand from our grown up perspective that, oh, what I've gone through was traumatic for my younger self. And what I was discovering as I was developing all of this is that it's not enough to just, a lot of people do inner child work, but we're still trying to talk to the inner child and reason. And our subconscious and our body do not understand reasoning and logic. So if we're still just using reasoning and kind of that mindset level, and mind, mindset is important, we all need that mindset, but if we have trauma, that trauma has to be released from the body, done in a language that the body and the subconscious can understand, because otherwise it's gonna be like me for three years of, after I started my business, going in circles. Um, and then a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs burn out and get into this hustle, 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 because they, they try to push through and the pushing through doesn't work because we cannot overpower our nervous system, autonomic nervous system. It's not controlled by our mind and willpower. We're trying to overpower it. And so we get stressed, overwhelmed, burnout eventually. And so we give up on our dreams and lose the businesses or the money and all of it, yeah. Wow, and I 100% agree with the with the burnout side of things, right? And this how it's it's designed in, in the society anyway. Uh, they want you know it's encouraged to push through, uh, continue. You know you're you're tired, so what? You need to you need to reach out for your dreams. You need to you need to keep climbing that ladder. You know push through it, uh, which you know if. Uh, if the person has traumas uh, and such traumas that you mentioned, you know, some of them are unnoticeable as well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you, you go through your whole life without knowing that you have suffered those traumas, uh, you know, because maybe that you've looked at other things as distraction now and then you've tried to forget, mm -hmm. you know, at, uh, you, know uh, you try to forget that vulnerability side of things as you were transitioning across to adulthood because usually they are at a younger age as you say you know when we are being molded into what the society wants us to do what is being handed down through generations you know what's right and wrong through their eyes and, and, and so forth right and and it's great to see the understanding that you have and you've, you've brought it forward that also affects when we are making those decisions of of you know of work you know uh, or anything pretty much uh, and I did read it somewhere as well before uh, that 
any any life decision or any decisions we make which are serious decisions uh, mm-hmm. as an adult we our mind always steps back into subconscious mind of making that decision of what you've learned whilst you were a child or what your parents had done on a similar situation um because we don't have obviously foresight of the future in terms of that right so and your mind is a biggest archiver of everything you've been doing since you've been born so all it can do is just look back through its archive and gives a suggestion now you'd have to act upon that suggestion or just say hang on a minute i'm going to break free from this cycle and do something better and improve myself right yeah and do you mind if i add to the critical piece that i've discovered in my work is that yes all of that is exactly spot on we never see things the way they are we see them based on our filters from the past but that decision as if it was so easy to decide we would all be billionaires millionaires and live in nirvana if it was so easy to decide and in addition to that subconscious drive and all those filters what i discovered holds most people is that fear living in the body so it's combined with the body's intelligence. So the body becomes almost like its own mechanism, like a hard drive that works, of course, with the limbic brain, with that subconscious. But I don't know if you're aware of it. There are many more um, neural pathways that go from the body to the brain, then from the brain to the body for those perceptory, receptory uh, signals. And if we look at biology and nature, nature doesn't do anything without a reason. Maybe this is why the body has much more, uh, it's much more in the driver's seat that we were taught to believe by patriarchal conditioning that drives all our educational system. That made us believe that the mind is primary because men historically have been disconnected from a their feelings b their bodies that 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 is so true yeah you know it's 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 something obviously society has conditioned you know men it would be a case of when you you did mention earlier right so uh that you find you found obviously and that you had uh, lots of your clients were female as well so the men would be like okay if at the earlier age we do see them cry or come back or something you they'd be just told come on, you, you know, you, the boys don't cry uh, or, you know, get us back on the bottom and uh, hey, go, let's go outside, do what you need to do, you know, get over it. Um, I mean, having having uh, a daughter myself who's 14, I can also see the uh, the two differences, right? So, and my my sister has, uh, uh, has, has a son. So now I can see the two differences of, um, you know, so my daughter is more in terms of, logical and and wants to know the reason behind everything if if we have said we cannot or this is not right this is not wrong it'd be like a case of oh okay why uh, and we'll come back with another reason but you know how she saw it whereas the now the boy would be uh why we'll say why we'll give them a, a silly response like oh that's why the and he'd be like, oh, okay, then. And then off he goes and plays. <laughs> you know, it's like, well. It might be because it might be with the, I don't know what the age difference. It might be because boys usually take longer to get to that, you know, the the, the growing up stage. And by the way, I'm like the, your daughter. 
I was always very mind and like I was a control freak and all my trauma made me feel so unsafe unconsciously that I was a control freak that tried to solve everything with my mind. And so my life, when we're given a purpose, we're giving a destination to the purpose of my life brought me to my knees, literally. Because for me, going back to my work, that had no meaning anymore because I realized that's my passion and that's my purpose and that's my drive would have been the biggest re regret and failure. And not because I failed, but because I haven't solved it for myself. So imagine, speaking of imposter, right? So from one point of view, I was, I was making difference for my clients. I would never take on a client and lead them on and work with them if there are, there are no results created. But despite of them, because we were working on other areas, what I was like, there I was, a hypnotherapist who, who could not solve my own fear. I felt like an imposter. Yes, I felt like fraud because I was I was on a mission. I needed to solve it for myself or I would not have any money and I had debt. So it was a lot to lose and a lot to like it was very emotional. But also a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that imposter syndrome and fear of visibility go hand by hand and one masquerades as the other a lot of times. A lot of people think that they have confidence issues. I have a lot of women who come to me and they say, I have confidence issues. I doubt myself. I have all that inner critic. The reality, it was used by their subconscious, the sneaky subconscious and their body intelligence because they were afraid to show up. So we make up a reason. Oh, it's because of my accent or it's because I don't know, my teeth are not straight. Oh, it's because I really lack confidence. You know, if I were like him or her, I would be like totally out there because they look better. They, I don't know, sound better on camera. The reality is when I guide my clients through what we find most of the time, there is a level of resistance, a huge level of resistance that comes up from that fear of being seen, visible, known, and ultimately successful and wealthy. We are afraid. And when that state of unsafety lives within us and the body will drive, unless we resolve it at the root, we will forever, that's why we have procrastination, sabotage, and all of that. And yes, it's the mind. But think about it this way. Do you drink coffee? Uh, not a lot, yeah, but sometimes. But when was the last time you tried giving up coffee? And by the way, when was the last time you tried giving up coffee? We, we can talk about it with tea because I'm a, I'm a proper uh, treat, tea drinker. So, yeah, I, um, it, it's tough. Yeah, it was tough to I had to slow it down into less drinking of tea. So every time we would come across like biological drive, addiction on the physical level, be it alcohol, uh, whatever, caffeine, drinks, um, I don't know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We think we are so smart and we're so in control. Well, first of all, we make all our decisions from that inner child state. Most of our lives and that pain, whatever drives us, the emotional pain, that's the driver to avoid that. And fear is one of them, right? And second of all, um, well, we, uh, we have that as the biological drive. And so we, we try to use willpower against the biological drive or um, dependence, as in chemically. Um, does it stick for a long time when we do that? Mm, 
not from my experience. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, so hundred percent agree with that because uh, although it's, it's taking me a few years, um, and now I do drink less tea than I used to before. There was a time I used to drink at least eight to nine cups of tea throughout the day, uh, mm-hmm. and and sometime eight to nine cups between an hour or two, depending on how my day was going. Uh, and as you said, it's, it was so biological that uh, my body was used to having tea before going to bed, right? So I'd be like sitting down, relaxing, I need to go to bed. But my I body would be like, you need to have tea. Move to, sorry to interrupt, but I hope yeah. you try to move to caffeine-free tea. Well, it, it's, it's, I tried, I tried. Uh, I only got a headache out of that. So, which obviously obvious reasons, yeah. And uh, so now it's just less that... Uh, I don't, I still get that biological, but I have built the, I'll say the resistance that I can just say, okay, I'm not getting up to go and make tea. No, I'm, I'm just not doing that. Well, I'll just grab a water. Uh, I think what I've no- noticed is as long as you, for me, it worked because I substituted something because the uh, body was expecting an intake of liquid uh, and it, started seeing water for example certain times or certain times nothing so it kind of then got used to that pattern uh, and and that's what it is right so it is that pattern that it learns and then it expects you to be just doing that every time and now if this is with tea imagine if it's really things like sexual trauma violence and shock to the nervous system that then freezes in the states of fight flight or freeze these are automatic, autonomic nervous system responses. They are not something that's willpowerable. And so having um, to acknowledge, right, what we are saying that, yes, we can, um, the tea example and the coffee in the gym, but based on New Year's resolutions, that's not working so well either. And so what I realized, when I help my body release it and i as a result develop my unique process with that language that the body can understand everything changed including my mindset and actions organically and naturally it's kind of like an analogy right of you are moving up the mountain imagine entrepreneurship as a um, mountain and Mm -hmm. we are moving with I don't know, something like a needle stuck in us. And every move makes it painful. And it drains our energy and resources and we have to stop and we resist and we pause. Well, if we address the root cause, such as that needle, be it that trauma or emotional wound, it doesn't have to be trauma. Trauma, it can be a relationship or like a emotional wound, that emotional pain that makes it painful to move that causes all the resistance and procrastination and sabotage all the unknown things that cause it because a lot of people say oh yeah these things happen to me but they don't affect me and I usually say well you have this goal have you achieved it no I wouldn't come to you well if you haven't achieved it yet and you've been trying that means that these uh, these events affect you you, a lot of people just don't understand how the psyche works. Mm-hmm. And when I work with clients, apart from the, the process of releasing that trauma or embodied memory and emotional memory and all that pain and whatever resistance that happens, right? 
I teach them the process of that, how the psyche works and all the normal response and sabotage, not because the basics, right? Not because I'm trying to just, I don't know, I am trying to make an impact in this world to educate people because we are so underinformed about trauma. But mostly, it's very practical for them. They need, in this way, they become experts in who they are. And not only then they can be better experts for other people, especially in the transformational industry and like the uh, any expert service-based industry, when we become the experts on who we are, then we can become experts, better experts in what we do, not just the diploma on the wall. And the two connect and help us make the money because the competition is huge. People are not no longer looking for a professional with a diploma on the wall. We are attracted mm -hmm. magnetically to the people who walked the walk, talked the, talk, the walk, breathed it, survived it, and now can pass it down and teach us, including that, that mindset approach. Yeah, this is how you function. And then in addition to it, you realize how you function on the inside and you understand how other people function. Makes dating very fun. And like family relationships or anything pretty much. Even our relationships with animals and codependencies in life. <laughs> so not just with tea and coffee, right? Um, but when we become experts in who we are, they, then we can get that emotional and mental freedom. Now we can take any actions. All that business strategy that I've learned got in debt for that I couldn't use because I was terrified, then I started using it. And it changes naturally and organically. And yes, I still work with coaches. Everybody kind of should <laughs> if we are to achieve big dreams, right? Well, yeah, no, I, I, I love this, what you touched upon there as well. So there's a question that came into my mind and I will say yes, 100%. Uh, coaches need coaches as well because uh, you, you're ever learning, you know, you're, and evolving. If you think that's you've reached the peak of your height, mm -hmm. you haven't, you know. So that, that's you're not the right person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so the question that came to my mind was right. Uh, how can then uh, a person can look out for these signs? What's the telltale signs that they can? you know, be aware of it. Let's say if the person is a bit more aware of their self, how can they now tell so that they can start working on these traumas or uh, behavioral uh, things um, so that, you know, helps uh, rather than, because a lot of time everybody is reacting to situations by that time, it's very late. Uh, you know, it's a bit like, uh, I love cars, so I always use car analogies. So it's a bit like, the car has a bust engine, but before it had a bust engine, it would be making some cracking noises or something or doing something. But if you didn't pay ever attention to that, now you have a broken car and you're probably late to wherever you needed to go. So obviously the body has that as well. So how is it something you uh, you recommend to watch out for? Yeah, well, the, let's, let's, let's summarize it, right? Because I kind of reflected on them um, but they were not like strategic steps, right? Well, we can start with that um, component of what I just mentioned a little bit earlier, that if we have not achieved our dream goal yet, but we know in our hearts of hearts that it's our dreamest of dreams, well, that means there is something that's in our blind spot that's sabotaging us 
and we need that other who has tools and knowledge and plus can see that blind spot which we don't see like that bus not seeing the car right behind mm -hmm. so that is the, the like the first sign if i'm not there yet and everybody is doing it if it's not just instagram you know show and tell right <laughs> you really know people and they're like why is somebody doing it and not from comparison and a lot of people compare right um not from that perspective but perspective but from the perspective of okay she's doing it or he's doing it with much less effort yes it's strategy yes it's effort yes it's mindset yes it's energetics yes it's everything but what am i missing that's a sign and another would be because i am a, a body first body oriented hypnotherapist and coach right well we can see how our body responds during those times of stress when we are on stage when we are about to be on stage or we can we don't go on stage but we even think about it what happens on sales calls what happens uh when we post a post on facebook do we contract energetically in fear how does the body respond so tracking all those signs is the amazing tool because first of all when you track them you become you start becoming that expert and then you can bring all of that to the practitioner a good practitioner will help you to get up right but it's a good part to do and have that self-awareness because that's the first key to transformation right so seeing what does what happens in your body is it in your throat is it uh shoulders um how long does it last what are the consequences for consequences because for example if a client is triggered by a certain experience for example a rejection on a sales call i work with it a lot and if it takes us out for days it's not just a sales call it's a re-traumatization a reminder of something from our past that's tied to trauma and that wounding and that's what we need to be targeting so these two are the biggest pieces i would say um, and of course, as I mentioned way earlier, that if we have tried all the strategies and marketing and business tools and invested heavily, and we kind of know what we should be doing, but we are resisting and it, we are not implementing that, that means there is a blind spot and sabotage stopping us from that strategy to even land, to be implemented in our business. And that's a telltale sign that there is a deeper something underneath because a lot of a lot of people a lot of people get in debt learning all these strategies and tools i i, I yeah yeah it's, it's 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 out there and thank you for you know sharing this so if some if people wanted to reach out to you uh who have noticed these things and um to have a chat with you or is that is it something that you offer in terms of a one-to-one a, a -one session or a quick call uh, or something like that? And how can they reach out to you? Well, I always, I always, um, I'm ready to answer any questions. I'm the only Tatiana Valori on Facebook and Google. So I have my business page and personal page where I po post a lot of videos and like written posts on those dynamics, very pinpoint kind of um, posts. And also, um, so, asking me a question or reaching out with a specific problem 
but the best way is to schedule the or original introductory session. It's a full-blown session. It's not just, you know, let's talk and get introduced. We begin to target that main thing. Most likely, it's not going to be the real reason that the client thinks is the problem. So I ask them to fill out a questionnaire. So I can dig out that real reason and see the signs, and then we start targeting it. And if it's a bigger thing like childhood or sexual trauma and so on and so forth, of course, it takes a few sessions. So um, and then if it's the right fit, the client will get the result and transformation from that session. But if it's the right fit, then the possibility to work together. But I pick my clients um, and filter because this work is not for everybody. It's deep. It's uh, it's not it's not just it takes it takes the intention and commitment. And not just commitment to what happens, like a lost comment, right? We hop from practitioner to practitioner, to practitioner, from coach to coach, because we are committed to the work. But we need to be committed to, and I have a video on that, we need to be committed to the result, not the process of solving it, as we higher achievers do. I'll be the first one to have done it in the past. It's not committing to the process of resolving it, but being afraid to actually resolve it because we have sabotage. And so this is why people start with a practitioner or a coach, and then they uncommit because they're, mm. actually, they're actually afraid that this time is gonna change. And that makes working with resistance the first thing that we as coaches, what we need to do for the client, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, 100%. Uh, it, it just kind of, I was already thinking of, I know a few, uh, few people that I've come across who've, you know, started certain things uh, and then moved along to still the same projects, but now doing with somebody else. Then a few months later, it's another person, but still same project. And you're like, uh, what's happened to, you know, uh, there would be always something. And what I noticed now listening to you as well, that I can see that they, it, it, they would have, if they had continued, they would have had some, some sort of success at the end. So I have exactly the video on that because as higher achievers that who are compensating, I will be the first person to, you know, to admit it. As in the past, as a higher achiever, I was addicted to the process of solving the puzzle, not the damn result. And yeah. are compensating with that to feel enough all of that, yeah. All the root causes behind that are plenty, right? As you might, as you might know, yeah. As yeah, know. yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so, uh, you know, thank you very much uh, for yeah. for sharing all that with us today. Uh, so we should be wrapping this up now. Uh, and is there something that you would like to um, close this session with for for the listeners? Probably that analogy with uh, climbing the mountain, climb, climbing that personal. Um, Everest mountain, right? For all of us as entrepreneurs. That climb, as you said, is eternal. We will always, as higher achievers or not, but we will always, as we progress, we will want more because that's the nature of the soul to experience life. But it would be so much easier if we address the root causes so that climb is so much easier too. Because then we are not carrying those burdens or holding those needles stuck in us, and we are moving strategically, easily, 
I'm enjoying the process, uh, which I know which which I know was not the case for me and for a lot of entrepreneurs. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I could have not said it better myself. Uh, what you just said. Thank you for uh, for this, and thank you very much uh, for everybody else who's listening in to now as well. Um, so Tatiana, thank you very much for mm-hmm. being here, uh, and everybody else, thank you. Um, so everybody else who've just listened to the uh, to the talks, if you came across a aha moment, or you had a spark, or someone came into your mind, it's your duty now to share this episode with that person because if we never know who's just uh woken up or gone to bed thinking of a better today or tomorrow uh, and if you had that sparking moment they might have that as well and it might just start something who knows right uh, and there was lots of lots of uh things that Tatiana shared are practical so i would recommend to go to her page as well as, as Tatiana said she's the only one on facebook and google as well with the, with the full name uh yep so google search and at connect uh, that's amazing and thank you very much everybody and thank you very much Tatiana as well thank you